This is the Wu Wei Wisdom Podcast, our weekly no-nonsense life lessons aimed to inspire you to master your emotional and spiritual health, achieve balance, harmony, and flow, and rediscover the authentic and awesome you. We're your hosts, David James Lees and Alexandra Lees. This week, we are talking all about perfectionism and perfectionist personality. Now, do you feel like some kind of failure? Are you always working hard to prove yourself and to be perfect? Perhaps someone has told you you have a perfectionist personality, or even worse, some kind of perfectionist disorder. Well, in this teaching, we'll be explaining the truth about perfectionism, what really causes it, and what you can do to undo this unhealthy way of being and doing so you can relax and know you are already enough. Okay, David, so I know a lot of people talk about this idea of perfectionist personality or some kind of perfectionist disorder. What is your take on this? Well, it's a subject I talk a lot with with my clients and some of them don't talk about it as a disorder. Some of them talk about it almost like a badge of honour. I'm a perfectionist and they're really proud of it. Where I see this idea of being a perfectionist is something you have to really think hard about because in my experience, it's normally the inner child at play. And for those of you new to our teachings, can I just remind you what I mean by the inner child? It's a part of your mind that was developed around six to nine years old, around that time, roughly. And it's a part of your mind that's kind of frozen, stuck. And it's stuck in a series of events, or one event that's happened in your childhood. And that event created in you an amazingly strong emotional feeling. And being a perfectionist is one of the ways the inner child thinks it's going to solve this problem because he thinks, well, if I was perfect, then everyone would adore me, wouldn't they? They'd agree with me. I'd be top of the class. I'd be king of the heap. I'd be, everybody would just agree with me and I'd never be criticized. I'd never be compared and I'd never be judgmental. No one would ever be judgmental. And we call those three CCJ, comparing, criticizing, being judgmental. And I normally find that perfectionism is all tied up in that model. Um, You mentioned kind of this is something a lot of people carry from childhood. What sort of childhood experiences would, in your experience working with clients, typically create this issue for people in adulthood? It would normally be, Alex, a parent who's hypercritical or a parent who gives those looks, you know, not particularly what they say, because of some parents say very critical and very damning things. But for some of my clients, it's more like a, a look or a roll of the eyes or not paying attention or not being attentive or not giving value, always looking for the worst case scenario. So if they came back with a test with eight out of 10, the parent would be saying, so what happened with the other two? Mm-hmm. Why did you get that wrong? Instead of saying, wow, eight out of 10, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they'd always be 
thinking that if they could criticise or compare, it would be a parent that said, oh, well, your brother got 10 out of 10, or your sister did really well with that examination, or being judgmental, saying to the child, well, you only got 8 out of 10 because you, you, you don't study enough, you don't do your homework. And would you say it's also if we were only praised as a child when we did really well, say, at exams, or if we looked pretty or we were well-behaved, if we were nice and quiet, didn't create a problem, does that same principle apply that we kind of learn that we have to be very, very good, do everything just so in order to be loved and receive love? Yeah, so what you're talking about here now is what we've done many videos on, the emotional pendulum, the pendulum of the emotions. So yes, it can be that you are looking and believe that validation or approval or worth is coming externally towards you. And so you have to earn, you have to work very hard, you have to people please, you have to have everybody on your side, you have to continually be stroked because that's has become what you're aiming for. And again, this is the inner child part of your mind. And you can see how determined that part of your mind is. It doesn't give up easy, does it? It's really fighting. And even though you can listen to this and you go, well, I know it's wrong. In those circumstances, the inner child really almost takes over and really is fighting to get this approval. But it's nearly always external coming in towards you. So that was when we were a child, and now you're saying that as an adult, that inner child part of our mind, that part of our mind that has never grown up or matured, it's almost like it's it's been stuck or blocked on this <clears throat> misunderstanding of seeking approval, want to be just right, want to be a good girl or a good boy because then I'll get mummy and daddy will love me or they'll say nice things to me or they won't shout at me or they won't give me nasty looks. That part of our psyche is still stuck on that really stubbornly and that's what drives the perfectionism. But David, does this, are these childhood experiences, do they actually change our personality? So there is, you know, people commonly use the term perfectionist personality a lot of therapists use that term do you think it actually fundam those experiences fundamentally change us as a person well they can do and you know i dislike the labels i think the labels are very unhelpful because once somebody slaps a label on you then you almost kind of it becomes your identity and this is the problem with this work if you keep on telling yourself or somebody with a white coat tells you you have this disorder, mm -hmm. it almost becomes your identity and you surrender to it. And I don't want you to surrender to that. I want you to live. This is why we do these videos. I want you to live in your flow. I want you to reach your potential. I don't want you to be the victim. I want you to be victorious. And so if you have had one of those childhoods, where people were overly critical, never praising you, or as Alex says, you had to keep on striving to get praise. That's understandable as a child. But where have you now matured? Where have you understood that it's amazing that you came through that childhood? This is what I normally have to say to all of my clients when they tell me and share their story. 
I'm sitting there in amazement. I'm going, how did you get through that? How did you manage through that? But you did. And how could you now think you're a victim instead of being victorious? So it's about looking at this and not being almost proud, as you said, that most people would wear this as a kind of a, oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm this, I'm... But some of my clients will come in and almost be proud of it. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm a perfectionist. And I go, well, what does that mean? And they go, well, it means I've got to try and do everything right. By whose standards? You see, when you really look, do the golden thread on being a perfectionist, it doesn't make sense again because being a perfectionist is a judgmental statement. So when we've done judgmental statements in the past, you think about it. Who is the judge? And what are they judging you by? What standards? What principles? And do you agree with those principles? And for many of my clients, it's not one person. It's what we call the faceless jury. It's everybody. They can never be satisfied. So instead of following and living in their flow, of reaching their potential, they're a little bit like a, a, a kind of a, a pinball machine, always reacting and, and thinking about it. And there's always somebody else that they've got to please or beat or get their approval. And so they're never in control. I kind of think with the perfectionism, it's almost like, yes, we are kind of worrying about what other people think about us, but we are, we are the harsh masters driving exactly. ourselves on that. You know, we are judging ourselves. We're not, it's almost like we are, no matter how harshly maybe our parents judged us when we were younger or the teacher told us off or criticized us, we are now doubling up on that level of self-judgment and self-criticism more than any person in our life would judge us or criticize us. And I guess I can see how some people would say, oh, well, it's good to be a perfectionist because I achieve more in life. But fundamentally, you're never satisfied. You're never mm. happy. You're never content. You never count your blessings. That's such a good point, Alex, is, is that I, I often say to my clients, you'll you're treat yourself much worse mm. than your parents ever did. You give yourself unachievable limits. It always seems to me when I'm talking to a perfectionist, it's like when you watch the Olympics and you see those people jumping over the high bar, and every time they get to jump over the high bar, they don't praise themselves. They just lift the bar is, mm. is even higher. So they're never satisfied. And again, you're absolutely right. You know this subject well, Alex. So <laughs> they, well. <laughs> they say to me, yes, but it's my driver. It, it makes me do better. But if you just take a moment and think about it, it doesn't drive you at all. It puts you into a carousel. Because instead of following and looking at your potential and looking at your path ahead, you're not. You're looking all around you of what other people are thinking, saying, their body language, what they could be saying. You know, what it drives me absolutely. You say, well, how do you know what people are thinking about you? And why would you put so much emphasis on them? And you know, I say this on many videos, the Wu Wei teaching is, what other people think of me is none of my business. And the reason for that is, if I went to 10 of your closest family and friends and just asked them about you, I would have 10 different answers, conflicting answers about you, what they thought about you. Which one of those is the truth? 
And this is why this touches on the question you said, is your identity. Yeah. Because if you keep on trying to please those 10 people, it's like juggling jelly. You'll never get it. Well, I can, I, I understand from what we've said is that perfectionist personality is the wrong label to use. It's not something we are born with. Mm. Nor is it something that happens to us in childhood that all of a sudden fundamentally changes who we are as a person. So all we're talking about here now is a set of beliefs and thoughts and our worldview about who we are. Uh, are we good enough? Are we lovable? That we have created in childhood that are based on situations and incidences that happen to us in childhood, but that we that are fundamentally wrong and are misunderstood but it's not our personality it's more about our beliefs and our thoughts but for some reason our inner child is really you know what you've just said there David about well you know if you ask 10 people would who who's the right person in terms of saying who you are of course we all know that makes logical sense but our inner child is so wedded to these this belief that we we're not good enough that we're not lovable, therefore we have to prove ourselves by being perfect. How do we how do we persuade our inner child to let go? So the reason why the inner child is wedded, I like that <laughs> word, to this is because it's entangled the emotions within that belief system. Because when it first encountered this CCJ from someone, mm -hmm. It created a very powerful that he that the child would say overwhelming emotional feeling, fear, scared, vulnerable, whatever word you want to put on it. And so the inner child is saying, I do not ever want to be in that position again. So I do not want to risk looking or changing my beliefs. And that's why the golden thread technique is so powerful. Because remember, you are the creator of your emotions. You are not the victim of them. And if you're following this perfection syndrome, this paradigm, you are being the victim of your emotions. It's definitely your inner child. Because if you just sit down quietly and ask yourself, do I really believe that trying to be a perfectionist is good for me? And if you believe it is, then ask yourself, would I teach this to my physical child? And I've never met a client who says, oh, yes, of course. Of course, I would get my seven or eight-year-old, sit them down and say, you have to be a perfectionist. You have to get everything perfect first time. It's almost criminal, but you do it to yourself. And that's why this teaching is so important. You have to disengage your emotional feelings from your belief system. Please think about, I, I do this with every client. Most clients have watched our videos and they'll say something like, yes, of course, I believe I create my feelings. But, and that three-letter word is so powerful because that means you don't actually, or intellectually, here's some of the things my clients say to me, intellectually, David, I believe that I create my emotions, but what else have you got except your intellect? But what's happening is the inner child, and the inner child's on a different journey. Yeah. The inner child's 
looking for the things you can't get, like emotional safety and emotional protection. Because I always thought that, I like what you say, and I can understand that the inner child operates on a very fundamental emotional level. It's very tied into emotions rather than tied into, oh, what am I thinking or what am I believing? The inner child doesn't want to kind of get logical or rational. And I always thought that what drives people to be perfectionist is that they are looking for that feel-good, green light feelings of positive strokes. But from what you've just said, actually what's driving perfectionism is almost like the running away or the avoidance of the red light emotions, such as anxiety, stress, uh, inadequacy, emptiness, Fear. fear. Those emotions that we experienced when we were a child, when we were criticized or when we were judged or when we were ignored or when we were left out or given the cold shoulder treatment, those all created those red light emotional feelings within us. And from what you've just said is when we were a child, we it's almost like we made a pact with ourselves yeah. to say, I never want to feel that way again therefore what I'm now going to do is work really really hard to make sure that nobody ever disapproves of me nobody ever judges me nobody ever criticizes me and that then manifests as the adult perfectionist mindset exactly and so they are never happy because they've got this idea in their mind of almost a utopian or a Disney world. This is a world where they do everything right, where they're top of the heat, king of the castle, they're number one, everybody bows down to them, everybody agrees with them. Of course, they don't lord it over everyone, but as they walk into the room, they go, oh, look at her, oh, look at him, he's fantastic, oh, this is the one. And so that's the world that they're trying to create. They can never create it, it never works, and that's why they're driven but they're driven not on their authentic, truthful, spiritual journey. As you quite rightly said, they're driven running away, running away from a look, from a stare, from a from a somebody turning their head, somebody not liking what they're wearing, somebody disapproving of what they said. So they're constantly on what I would call the carousel of despair, or if you prefer, some of my clients prefer a hamster's wheel, Have you ever seen a hamster? Oh, going really fast, but getting nowhere. Really, and this is, you've got to stop. You've got to drop your shoulders and take a breath and do the golden thread. The golden thread is the self-inquiry. Do I believe that there is such a thing as perfection? What is perfection? Think about it yourself. What is perfection? Who defines what perfection is? Who judges perfection? Who can come along with you and say, well, you are now perfect. Here's your badge. You can wear it like a prefect's badge at school. You are now perfect. Everything you do from now on is perfect. It's nonsensical. And as you said, instead of building your life on your intellect, what the inner child does It builds it on the emotion. Mm -hmm. And that's why it cannot accept that it creates the emotion. So are you saying then, David, that the adult part of us needs to do that more kind of rational questioning? You know, what is perfection? 
Is it ever attainable? Why am I driving myself? But that then we also need to sit down and do some inner child work and some inner child reparenting on this point about getting the inner child to understand and accept and own the fact that we create our emotions because if what's fundamentally driving the inner child is the avoidance of red light emotions when other people judge, criticize it, chastise it because it believes that it's almost like they are emotionally attacking me when they're doing that. The inner child, as you said, the, we have to teach the inner child that no, they may be criticizing me, they may be judging me, they may be saying nasty things about me, but ultimately I am the one creating the red light emotions. And I think, is that the fundamental piece of inner child work we have to do in parallel with the more, more kind of logical questioning as to what is perfection? Is it ever achievable? Why am I driving myself? Would I teach this to my child? Yes, I think I think from all of our teachings, I would say on a day-to-day basis when I'm working with my clients, that is the number one thing that we work on. Do you believe that you create your emotions? No, I don't mean, yes, of course I do really believe in every part of your mind? Is there some doubt? Then think about that. How can someone outside of you or an incident or something happening create an emotion and put it into your body? What is that principle of that happening? No, you create them. And this is so powerful and I would say life-changing to you in whatever model we're talking about. Now we're talking about this perfection. If you believe that you create your emotions, the concept, the paradigm, the idea of being perfect Mm -hmm. becomes nonsensical. It just immediately goes away. You go, why? I can't be perfect. Perfection doesn't exist. You wouldn't even enter the, the fact. And when I'm working with my clients as quickly as we can, we have to deconstruct their old story because, as you said at the beginning, that now has become their identity. Yeah. And instead of seeing themselves as I see them as a, an amazing spiritual person that's been trapped, that we're trying to let go and open up so they can walk their path with freedom, emotional freedom, not e- emotional fear, emotional freedom knowing that they create their emotions. Mm. And yes, they will have difficult situations, but they are absolutely equipped, look at their childhood, to come through that situation and to prosper and to to absolutely just be the best that they can be. That's all we want them to be, to walk their path, to be victorious, to see their life differently. And that comes simply, do not base your life on your emotional feelings. Mm because you are creating them. So if you have your base as the emotional feelings, you're missing out what's happening to create the emotional feelings. You've got to go to the beliefs and the thoughts that create the emotional feelings, and that puts you in control. And that's what I want for you. I want you to be in control. I want you to be a control freak on your life, not trying to control everybody else, but controlling you. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you, David. 
Well, we've got lots of other teachings related to this topic. If you're interested, I will put links to those in the show notes as well. I hope you've enjoyed this teaching and that it has shed some light on the idea of perfectionism, where it comes from, what drives it, and what you can do to begin to undo this. So it's just a mindset. It's just about the beliefs and the thoughts. It's not a disorder and it's not about who you are and your personality. It can be changed just like that if you put your mind to it. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Wu Wei Wisdom Life Lesson. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and please rate and review us to help us grow. If you'd like to work one-to-one with David, he supports clients all over the world every week via video call. You can learn more about David's consultations, plus our online events, offers, and gifts on our website, wuwaywisdom.com. You can also meet and share with us in our private Facebook group, on our YouTube channel, and on Instagram. Search for Wu Wei Wisdom and you'll find us. Until next time, stay happy, healthy, and in your flow.